Welcome to this Texas Sports Nation podcast. I'm John McLean. You can reach me at McLean underscore on underscore NFL. And I'm Brooks Cabana, and you can find me at B-K-U-B-E-N-A. Brooks, been a busy weekend for the Texans, specifically General Manager Nick Casario, who's interviewing uh, candidates. Brian Flores, I can understand. Joe Lombardi from the Chargers, I can understand. Jonathan Gannon, you got a story on Texas Sports Nation about they've requested to interview him as the Eagles defensive coordinator. And I'm guessing that Casario owed an agent a favor and and interviewed Heinz Ward to help Ward get some attention and let people know he's interested in getting back in the NFL. Which one of these guys did interest you the most? To me, Brian Flores is the one that's most interesting. It was the first one that they interviewed. And the interesting thing about him, I mean, obviously he was fired by the Dolphins and, uh, you know, he's now back on the market because of that. But Nick Casario knows him and knows him well. And there were kind of some ideas, I think, with Brian Flores, how, you know, things didn't work out with the Dolphins. He had he had bucked with uh, the general manager there, and the owner fired him after you know not making the playoffs, and they had the roster there, and he would have to maximize uh, whatever roster he would join with. So there's some reasonable questions there, but uh, with him and Nick Casario, they were both in the scouting department with the Patriots back in the middle of the 2000s and knew each other well once they both uh, had different stints as assistant coaches. Casario was once a wide receiver coach for a year. So those things that I think that went a little bit more in a bucking sense in Miami would work out well between them because they have such a relationship together. Uh, we did a, a feature, a deep dive into Nick Casario's time in New England back whenever they played the Patriots earlier this year. And they, the things that they would work on the roster together, they both were scouts. They both have the foundational, fundamental um, ideas that New England did at the time, where um, I remember, uh, you know, even even talking uh, to John Robinson about this, the Titans GM, the, he also worked in that uh, scouting department, in that personnel department, and they, they share the ideas of how they were able to look and scout players, and they had kind of a interesting way of uh, assigning value to uh, work with the cap versus uh, what talent and where they fit on the roster. So all those things that like with the Dolphins, it would be different philosophies that he was working with there. And I think they kind of understand those and what they're trying to build together on a team. So all those kind of things make sense. And Brian Flores also was kind of one of those who wanted to get Deshaun Watson to play uh, over with Miami. So there, that would obviously spark some conversation. And John, I, I, I guess that's my question here is if Brian Flores were to be hired, how much would the situation change in the Texans if they uh, might see Deshaun Watson playing in Houston again? You're kidding, right? <laughs> that ship sailed so long ago, you can't even see it on the horizon. He hates the Texans, and he put them through hell by demanding to be traded, then getting the 22 civil lawsuits that kept them from treating him to Miami. No, Deshaun Watson will never play here again. And everybody all of a sudden talked about since Flores got fired, Flores is a reason he wanted to go to Miami. Well, he may have been one of the reasons he wanted to go to South Florida, where he spends a lot of time. And there's a narrative out there that Stephen Ross wasn't interested, which is BS. He was a driving force behind it and definitely wanted him. I'll tell you something that interests me about Flores. 
The record 24-25, didn't go to the playoffs in three years. But that one, why he got fired, they say it was his communicative skills and uh, how he dealt with people. And a lot of people that I respect have said that, but he went through four offensive coordinators in three years, four offensive line coaches in three years, two defensive coordinators, and that's kind of a red flag. But I think to be able to let Nick Casario operate the way he does, coach at practice, headset communicating with a coach during games, they're going to have to get somebody familiar with that the way he works and also, someone who knows Easterby. Flores knows Jack Easterby. They spent six years together because a lot of coaches can't come in here and all of a sudden, whoa, who's this Easterby guy trying to tell me what to do? Trying to talk about personnel, trying to get his finger fingers on everything in my department. It's got to be somebody that knows them. And an interesting thing about uh, Flores, another one, he was 24-18 his last 42 games. And of course, finished eight and one, the only coach in history to start one and seven and have a winning record. And I would think because of his history with Casario and Easterby and and doing things the Patriot way, he would be the leading candidate. What do you think about some of these other candidates? Let's take Heinz Ward out of the equation because he's not going to be named the head coach. What do you think about Lombardi and Jonathan Gannon, the Eagles defensive coordinator? Well, you know, it's interesting that, you know, uh, just from a defensive standpoint, Jonathan Gannon entering the equation. They've requested to interview him and they'll, uh, you know, get a chance to bring him in. Um, because, and we talked about this aside from the podcast, John, is, and that's basically where I'm going with. So if you're, you're interviewing even the Brian Flores as a defensive guy, Jonathan Gannon, obviously another defensive guy. Um, where is their personnel going to set up? How much does personnel come up in these interviews? Um, and what they have going for them and where what directions would go. Um, I think you look at uh, some of the people who might be interviewed too. I mean, Gerard Mayo um, with the Patriots at inside linebacker. Like these are two guys that, you know, over the weekend, their defenses didn't look all that great. So um, <laughs> it's, it, you want to see a guy maximize the, uh, the defense and, you know, the, and, and the Eagles did okay throughout the year. You know, Lombardi, too, made some sense. And it really has to you know, make you wonder about what, what offensive piece is there. How much are they willing to lean into Davis Mills, what they have as an offense, and, and, and what pieces they'll eventually build. So those are kind of the questions I have around those two. How much will that change uh, what they have going, and especially on the defensive side? Take a guy like Kamu Grugier-Hill, and he looked really good in the 4-3 defense with Lovey Smith. You know, he actually came from Miami where Brian Flores ran the 3-4. So if they're going to stay in a 3-4, there's a lot of guys like that who I would probably see not get re-signed uh, out of these one-year contracts. So I wonder how much Casario is going to lean into that kind of thinking whenever he's overall hiring a new head coach. I would think probably not because of how much of an overhaul it would be. I think he'd pretty be pretty flexible to change around the schemes on both sides of the football it would probably have an indication of how many of those guys return. So, And also whether Lovey Smith is retained the next year because I feel like he did pretty well in some spots. Uh, the defense, I think, got – it's hard to distinguish whether it was good because of the turnovers or because you know there were still a lot of – if the turnovers masked up a lot of their issues in the run game because that run defense was bad in a lot of spots, 
they, they were kind of bend and not break. They gave, they were good in the red zone too. So some of the main areas of what you look at defenses, turnovers and how they play in the red zone, they, they did those particularly well. And you wonder with whoever does become the next coach, if Lovey Smith is, is still there. So with, with that, John, like, you know, Lovey, he's been a head coach before. He's been uh, obviously a defensive mind in the NFL for a long time, helped create the Tampa two. How much of a look do you think he gets with the Texans and whether, what factors would maybe see him stay there in 2022? I think Lovey will definitely be back in 2022 if he's not. It's not a money issue. They'd have to pay him a lot of money. But then Nick Casario would have to turn around, and all these guys he's brought in for a 4-3 would have to go back for a 3-4. You mentioned Grugier Hill, who started one game for Brian Flores in 2020. So, you know, the, the Texans struggled on both sides of the balls. They didn't have much talent. You know, they, they, Nick Casario didn't give them much talent when he was tearing them down. They found some guys who can play, Grugier Hill, Malik Collins, I think, can play anywhere. Do they want to move Jonathan Grenard back to outside linebacker when he's so comfortable at the end? I don't see that. Even though Flores and Gerard Mayo, who we think will be another candidate, even though they played a base 3-4, they played a 4-3 a lot, and I could see them coming in and, and just overseeing the situation because we know they're going to be bad again and and give Lovey a second chance. And, you know, Jonathan Gannon who totally caught me off guard. He's been a defensive coordinator one year. But I guess if you're going to talk about Mayo, who's only been an assistant coach three years, Gannon was with the Colts. He came with Nick Sirianni from the Colts to the Eagles. And, and Lombardi, who's – he was an offensive coordinator and had Justin Herbert, so I could see him talking to him. Although, if you think about his game against the Texans, there's no way you'd consider him. And I don't know if any of these guys are seriously considered. I think they have to interview people who will not have, do don't have New England ties because we all expect them to hire somebody from New England. And I expect that they're going to do more. I think there will be quite a few coming up besides Jonathan Gannon, Gerard Mayo. Somebody was mentioning Josh McCown. Well, we've known about that and written about him and talked about him since he left, that Jack Easterby loves Josh McCown and even finagled him an interview as a head coach, which was so embarrassing when they did that because the guy's never been an assistant coach. So I could see him being part of the staff, but I can't think that Nick Casario would be dumb enough to hire a guy who'd never been a head coach. And can they hire a guy who hadn't even been a coordinator after they hired David Culley? So I can't wait to see who's going to be next. I just got to feel, even though the early guys don't generally are not the guys who get hired because of their relationship, I have to feel Flores would be the best man for the job. And, you know, maybe Josh McDaniels is a, sleeper because he's not been mentioned by anybody. But I'd I'd like to see him hire Flores. I think he's got a good track record. They've got something to grade him on. If you had to pick somebody right now, is there anybody you'd rather have other than Flores of the guys that uh, we know they're interested in? Well, of the ones who have been interviewed, I think Joe Lombardi is interesting. I mean, he has a good background and uh, with the kind of quarterbacks he's worked with. I mean, he's only been with the Chargers for a year. But before that, he worked with Drew Brees in New Orleans as the quarterback's coach. He's been um, a, a coordinator before with the Lions and Matt Stafford. There's a lot of offensive uh, skill that he has brought over his years 
um, but that would really kind of work a little bit different than what I think Nick Casario is used to offensively when, when he was working with the, in New England. Um, I think they'd have to change a little bit how they approach. And I, I think it's it might actually be a good match with Davis Mills because we saw that last quarter with the Tennessee Titans where they went up-tempo, they went pass-first. And that's a lot of what the Chargers did with Justin Herbert this year. And I think it works well for him as a quarterback. I mean, you, you'd have to look at the uh, skill set they have at wide receiver as well. Brandon Cooks, um, he wasn't yet, he wasn't there in New Orleans at the same time with Lombardi, but I'm sure they're familiar with each other. And um, it, what, what's interesting about uh, the New Orleans Sean Payton offense is, is is a lot of how they construct their routes. When I was uh, looking at their offense and stuff, a lot of it is like how, how they're very good about how they space things, how they utilize their wide receivers, where they place things in the scheme. And I think if you're looking at the Texans, what they're building on right now, there are a lot of good matchup winners with high potential. You have already had Brandon Cooks who can take the top off of any defense and catch anywhere on the field. I think Nico Collins is turning into what they expected out of him. Why? Casario traded to go and get him. He, we saw that against the Titans. And I, and I think Brevin Jordan is definitely one of those people who can win matchups as a tight end. And he's become a fullness there. Um, I think that's someone that someone like Lombardi can use, like they were able to with the Saints. I think he picked up those things. So if he became a coordinator and, and a head coach there, I think he would be able to use the most out of what they have. And they can build around a new style of offense that I think really is where the NFL is going and can take this uh, Texans team maybe even quicker into uh, in contention by using some of the pieces they have. So I think that's interesting. I'm just going to throw this out there because I think it's interesting. They're both from the same deal. If, if he were to become a head coach, and I'm not sure if that's where they're going to go, but he worked in New Orleans, and right now in the market is Joe Brady. So Joe Brady just got fired from the Panthers, and they both work together with in New Orleans. And I wonder if he slots into a coordinator role and then they can go in that way. And you have a couple of – now you're just going to the straight Sean Payton tree, and now you're going to run through that. So is that the offense that you can think you can build around with the Texans? I just think that's interesting. That's the first thing I thought of whenever they were interviewing him. But And Brady, who obviously interviewed for the head coaching last year, so Jack Easterby would be familiar with him. I can see how that might work, and you're, you're, you'd look at the running back room a lot differently. Like we're looking like completely different offense than what the Texans did last year, which was completely run-oriented. And you have Rex Burkhead there. And then you would look for more multiple-use running backs. And Rex is one of those who can kind of fit into that. He's been that in a veteran sense. But that would affect how you draft as well. So that, that that's just one of the interesting things that I think if you were to go somewhere else other than Flores right now. One of the things about Joe Lombardi and any other coach who comes in here how are they going to feel like about Nick Casario hiring their coaches? Are they going to keep some of these guys? Is Casario going to tell them who to keep? Or are they interested in Pep Hamilton? Could they possibly uh, be interested in promoting him? And I'll tell you a guy that, that keep an eye on. Uh, and I got to admit, Landry Locker from Sports Radio 610 has been telling me about this guy since Cully was fired. Bubba Ventrone the special teams coordinator of the Colts, been there seven years, used to be with the Patriots. Not only did he play for the Patriots, but he coached special teams with the Patriots as well. He keeps saying that's another guy with Patriot ties. You better you better watch him. And so I have no idea, but I wouldn't be surprised if somewhere along the line we don't see old Bubba 
getting an interview with the Texans, considering he used to play with the Patriots. And I'm guessing he was drafted by Nick Casario when he was there as the personnel director. But it's going to be fun, Brooks. It's, it's exciting when you're hiring a coach. I figured this is the 13th coaching search I've gone through here. I hope it's the last, and I hope you tonight have to go through 13 head coaches as uh, while you continue to work for the Chronicle. Okay, he's Brooks Cabine. I'm John McLean. You can reach me at McLean underscore on underscore NFL. And you can find me at P-K-U-B-E-N-A. Thank you very much for listening, reading, and watching. 